All right, guys, welcome to episode 77 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I am Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about Marvel's Eternals. We talk about Uncharted. Um, we touch on the fucking mess of Astro World and why Travis Scott's a psycho. Um, <laughs> we, and then we, you know, we touch on the halfway point in the NFL season. The Cowboys seem to be looking legit. Mm-hmm. Odell seems to be maybe choosing good quarterbacks that he wants to go to. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we have a small anecdote of the fucking Knicks are also legit. I know that has nothing to do with the NFL, but I couldn't <laughs> help but bring it up. Let's go. And, and <laughs> give it to me ever. Bing bong. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the red that you wish you would come to the Knicks. <laughs> So as usual, uh, start with what we've been watching or playing. Um, mm-hmm. You start with yours first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so this uh, week I watched uh, two movies. Um, one is a big one, and one is a lot smaller one. So I'll start with the bigger okay. one. And I watched uh, Eternals, Marvel's Eternals. Um, it came out last week. Um, it's the new big, you know, splashy MCU movie. Um, mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to see it? Did, or did you I did not. It? Um, I've seen some things about it on Twitter, but it, it seems to be, from what I can gather, getting some mixed reactions, uh, to a certain degree, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, def- th- yeah, this is definitely the most, like, sort of contentious one that has come out. Um, I don't quite get why, um, uh, maybe because it doesn't adhere to as much to the formula as other ones like Shang-Chi. Um, mm-hmm. but I thought that this was just on, I mean, not on par as in terms of like tightness as Shang-Chi, but I, I definitely found myself, um, sort of like being intrigued by where it goes and like the, the questions it asks and, and sort of what it, it does overall. Um, I know, um, you know, for like, for example, I, I, I would watch this one, you know, 10 out of 10 times before I rewatched Black Widow. Not because Black Widow's bad, okay. um, but just because I did enjoy it. If, you know, if, you, like, if we talked about it in my review, it's just that it's it's a very solid conventional movie, right? There's, like, good characters. There's, like, solid action pieces. Um, but this one has the solid uh, good characters and some pretty good action sequences. Um, but it doesn't... Um, how can I say it? it it doesn't adhere to the straight story, right? Like, it starts off and he's like, right. here's ten characters, boom, and they're, like, space ones, and they, like, span over thousands of years, and, like, they don't, you know, they're immortal, and... Um, but I found myself, by the end, really, really liking it. I think the first act is a little rough. It kind of just... you kind of... It's kind of clunky, kind of kind of chunky. Uh, but then once they go back to modern day and you meet the, the Eternals now, um, you kind of go, oh, okay, this is cool, and, like, you sort of... It, 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 it works sort of like a... Getting the team back together movie where like you, okay. know, you see them together in like you know thousands of years ago, but then the present day, this the mission present day is getting them back together because something's going down, right? Yeah. 
Um, but overall, like I said, I really dug it. I think, I, I don't know, I guess people maybe were expecting something more conventional or maybe they wanted something even more out there from Chloe Zhao. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not sure why it's getting the, the sort of backlash it's getting right. Or maybe it's the classic, you know, like everything that's popular, you know, gets a backlash eventually. It's, it's inevitable. It, it like, it happens to everything and anything that is big and popular. Um, but I'm guessing for this, the reason it's getting the backlash is because maybe it's like a slight misstep. So they go, aha, see, they're not perfect. And then everybody jumps on it. Right. Um, having said that, you know, the movie made but a lot of money. Bleeds. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so um, Sydney really liked it. She thought she, I mean, she loved all the characters um, and she's been going to all the Marvel, Marvel movies with me since like pretty much a little, you know, pretty much since we started dating since like 2018. Um, and so, and she dug this one. I mean, she, she probably liked it more than probably like, like myself, like, you know, as much as Shang-Chi, probably not as much, you know, more than Black Widow. Um, but yeah, and, and the, uh, the post credit sequences I think are pretty cool. They're pretty like, you know, both of them, I got a big reaction out of my, um, screening, um, especially the first one and the second one, people were like, oh, what was that? Who was that? And I recognized who that was, at least their voice. And so I'm excited to see where that goes with that. But, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's eternal. Do you, do you think you'll go see it or do you think you'll wait until it's on Disney plus? Um, I'll probably wait till it's on Disney plus. Um, I haven't, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, uh, like I said, uh, we talked about this before, like ever since the, the Thanos thing kind of finished. It's like, you know, I'm just kind of waiting for the next thing to, like, pull me back in. Mm-hmm. And Loki definitely did it to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I just, you know, I also it could just be that it's not as convenient for me as it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. when you have two kids. Um, so it's just like a lot of the stuff now is like, well, I think I can wait to see it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, now and- it's, it's a matter of like, well, like, is it going to hurt me that much if I do wait to see it and don't see it in a theater? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then I think, uh, and then Shang-Chi actually, I think it's on Disney Plus at the time of this recording this Friday, oh. I think on Disney, because, you know, on um, 11-12, Disney's doing like a big like Disney day to mm-hmm. celebrate the launch of Disney Plus. I think, what was it? A year ago? Two years two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, um, and so, you know, 11-12, they do... A big like Disney Plus day, so I think one of the things that they're adding is uh, Shang Chi. Oh, okay, see that's that's cool. I'll definitely so. watch that when it's when it's on there. Is it getting added like just for that day, or is it like being added because of that day, but it'll still be on for like the rest of yeah that you know, yeah week the latter yeah 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 it's it's pretty much just like a chance to be like hey it's you know it's on there now. I think uh, Black Widow was added last month. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, one thing that I think is interesting is um, they're adding this um, format on Disney Plus, um, which they call like the IMAX format or something. So basically, what I it's going to be. I saw a tweet about that, but I didn't. I didn't get a chance to like look into it or, or read anything about it. Yeah, so I think for like I think fourteen or fifteen of the twenty two or twenty three titles that they have for the MCU movies so that they have on there, I don't think they have all the MCU movies actually, uh, but for the ones that they do have on there, the ones that you know were shown in IMAX or that were filmed in IMAX or like have some sort of part that's in IMAX, kind of like the um, you know the, the the what's the sequence from a movie or like the airport sequence from Civil War. What right. they're gonna do is that when you're watching it, um, you know, the, the, it's gonna be the two black bars for the regular movie. And then, boom, six, you know, 
like or like twenty six percent is gonna be added or whatever to the um screen, right? So like it's gonna take right. up the whole rest of your screen. So it's kind of what um if you buy a four K disc and it has IMAX sequences, it already sort of does that. So like I bought the the four K disc for the Dark Knight, and so if you're watching it, you know it goes black bars, and then boom, big black bars. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I think, I think, you know, like I mentioned last week when we were talking, when I was talking about, was it last week? When was I talking about it? Or maybe I was, had I talked about the black, sc- the, the, the bars on here before? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it wasn't last week. It might've been the week before. It might've been for Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was telling Sydney about how Dune does that. And when we went to see Eternals, it did it again. So you're watching like the se- the opening sequence, the opening action scene. It's like full bars. Boom. Like, you know, full screen. Slash, slash, slash. And then it goes down to regular bars for a quick, like, back and forth between the two of them. And you go, oh, okay, the scene's over. Okay. And then it goes, no, wait, back, you know, full screen. And it kind of goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I think, for me personally, it's getting to the point where it's, like, taking me out of the movie. Because, like Uh, I said before, it used to be, you know, when the Dark Knight, you know, when that sequence starts, you know, it's, uh, like, for example, the sequence where they're moving Harvey Dent from the, I think from City Hall to, like, the prison or something. And they're trying to set a a trap for the Joker. Um, You know, she's like, you know, you don't, you make her, she's like, it's your health. You can't bet something that to luck. And he's like, yeah, I don't. You know, I make my own luck. And the door slams on the uh, uh, SWAT van and it's like black bars. And then it expands when you see, like, the helicopter shot where they're, you know, carrying him in the convoy. And in that whole sequence where the Joker, you know, tries to get Harvey Dent, it's all in IMAX. But it's all full screen. Everything. You know, the close-ups, the, the long shots, whatever. And then when the scene ends, when they reveal that Gordon is still alive, it goes back down regular. And the rest of the movie is regular. And then at the end sequence, the whole last sequence is big bar. And then it goes back down. So, it, it I don't know. I just think... When they keep going back and forth, big, 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 small, big, small, big, small, it just kind of gets confusing and annoying, and my brain is just like, okay, action sequence? Oh, wait, no, they're just talking. <laughs> right. Oh, okay, regular sequence? No, so action sequence. And so I think it, it ultimately, while cool, and it's really nice, and it looks awesome, hurts the pacing a little bit. So I think, anyway, back back to the IMAX thing at home, I think this will be how, this is, will be like a uh, little bonus, like a little moosh-boosh, a little addendum mm-hmm. to it. So like, if you want to watch it this way, you can, but I, I hope that they don't make this the default because I think the default is always better at home and at IMAX, it's starting to be a little annoying when they keep switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Shang-Chi should have, it will have those expanded screens when it drops, you know, well, it will have already dropped by the time you're listening to this when it drops in two days. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. And I like that one. I really enjoyed this one. Um, I would probably give like Black Widow like a B, this a B plus, and um, Shang Chi like a A minus. You know, it really makes me happy that Shang Chi one is like uh, like turning out to be one of the better ones. I don't know if that, um, I don't know if that you we would say whether or not like these are kind of a lesser quality than the ones before it or, or mm-hmm. anything like that. But um, I. I just remember I was really excited for it, and I was kind of worried. Like, it's such a, um, I mean, I guess the Eternals is too, but it's such a not standard superhero, I feel like, in terms of, like, if we look at all the old ones, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it, you're taking a real, like, a little bit of a deviation with Shang-Chi, I feel like. Uh, kind of like Ant-Man. Yeah. Like, I feel like when Ant-Man came out, I was like, oh, that's a odd choice. You know what I mean? Not that it's yeah. bad. It's just like, oh, I hope this one's good because it's, a little different than just like 
oh, yeah. super powered guy. Just you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I I I think um, this is even more of that, right? You watch right. these and you you kind of go, this isn't. I mean, they're superheroes just because they're super. They have superpowers, right? But there's really right. there's no like. I don't know. And then when it asks of them, when it says, what are you really like as Eternals? Like, what are you like? If this didn't have the Marvel Mm -hmm. tag on it, it would be like, it would be such a great, like if you watch, like if you said, this is a movie, just watch it. No Marvel shit. They don't mention Captain America. They don't mention it. All that's cut. Right. I would say it is a great, um, sort of examination of like, you 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 label these characters a certain thing, and then it turns out they're another thing, and it's like, and how do you deal with that? Now, that's the thing, right? Is that if it was a movie that didn't have to deal with Disney, didn't have to sell Marvel tickets, I think it would go a little bit deeper, deeper, and I think Chloe Zhao would be great, and I think that's what she ultimately wants to do. But it always seems to be held back. You know, when she wants to ask a tough question, it's like pew 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 monsters, pew pew fighting, <laughs> right. slashing, right? And then when maybe Marvel wants to keep things a little bit lighter and you want to go more the more traditional route, um, Chloe Zhao goes, hey, like, what about this? And your brain sort of is stuck in between. Right. Um, so I think people, like I'm saying, like, I think that, that's why I think it's so, like, at 50%, because I think 25% of the 50 that don't like it probably think it should have gone further. And then 25% of the 50 think, this is too weird. This isn't what I wanted. Right. Right. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's probably just a... Um... A weird relationship that that has to occur because if it didn't have the Marvel tag on it, you probably don't get you don't get the same reign to even try it. Yes, um, yes. I mean you don't. Yeah, kind of. You like, don't get you know, the budget. You don't get right, the fan right. base. You don't get like eyes right. viewing it. Right, um, right. But then because of those same reasons, it's like well, we do have to rein it in a little bit. You know what I mean? We yeah. got to pull it back and make sure we still just fit in this grander Marvel universe scheme. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's like it, this is a minor miracle. No, it's similar to uh, Suicide Squad, right? Like this thing where this person had a vision, and a big ass studio just dropped a hundred and eighty-five million dollars in their lap and said, "Go, go crazy." Now, I think right. Suicide Squad is even more of a product of the director than this one, um, which is why I, I, I revere that movie and I think it's it's such a um, explosive piece of like major studio movie making that I've, like I said before I don't think we will see in a long long time and I think this is something similar now I, I don't want them somebody's you know wrote an article today I didn't get a chance to read it but they said you know the worst thing that they could do is panic with the reaction just keep moving forward you know it, it, people didn't love Thor 2 just keep it moving right because right. then the next one was Winter Soldier right and then looking back it sort of got better right so just keep it moving. You know, don't don't yeah. pull a DC where Batman versus Superman people. Yeah, every like, single yeah. time something tanks, they're like, burn it down, it. start it, burn over. it down, go to one one eighty the other way, and it's like, well, yeah, but then you end up with the fucking shitty Justice League, right? Which ends up people hate it even more. So I think it's funny, would... um, just just because it's a it's a similar uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Similar situation with something I'm a little more familiar with, fighting games. Um, there's a constant, uh, like, people aren't sure how fighting games should be handled anymore, which is to say that, like, you know, old fighting games, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, like, way mm-hmm. back in the day, you would, ma- they, Capcom would be like, alright, here's your Street Fighter, and they'd make it. And inevitably, you know, you can play test so much, but, you know, the people that play these games 
professionally and at tournaments are obviously a little more dedicated to figuring stuff out. And so you end up with, like, one character is just straight up better than everybody else, right? Like, and it's like, well, alright, so this kind of sucks. And, you know, back in the day, there was no option. Like, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, like, if, if one character ends up broke and is just way too strong, fuck. Mm. We goofed it, but it is what it is. Now, in the age we are now, where we can constantly update and patch things, there's this weird um, balance, right, that fighting games have to try and strike. And there's nobody is ever going to be 100% happy, which is to say that this character comes out broke. Or people learn this one move sets you up a certain way by this character, and so this character starts to become way too strong, right? Mm -hmm. As a fighting game, we can patch that immediately. And nerf mm. that, nerf that move, bring him down. But at the end of the day, because we have people trying to, you know, get get to the best version of whatever. When you nerf that, they'll find something else. Mm. And then when they find that, you have to nerf that. And as you like nerf all these things and make other things stronger, if you're doing it too often, players are going to be like, I don't like, I can never get a feel for what this game's supposed to be because it's changing too much. And then if you don't nerf, if you don't patch anything, then people are like, why did you let this guy be too strong for a whole year? Like, right, why, right. like so you're trying to find this balance. Right. And um, I just feel like it's kind of the same uh, effect there. Yeah, we you're damned if about. you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Um, right. But yeah, I, I think so far, yeah, I think the best, the best course for them would be like, look, we tried it. Maybe it wasn't the best, but we're gonna keep it moving. We're not gonna. I mean, we'll take we'll take as many notes as you would from it from like another movie, right? Like you know, somebody really liked a certain character and they brought them back because people really surprisingly liked them, right? Like don't don't not take notes because that's how Marvel yeah, got where they sure. are is that they 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 honed it and they got better and they improved it, right? Like don't cl don't cram everything in Avengers two, let it breathe a little bit and let it happen more naturally. I would think I would say that they should do the same here, where like don't be like oh my god red alert red alert but then be like you know what here's what worked here's what didn't work you know we'll, we'll temper expectations you know we'll change things and then we'll tweak it and then we'll move on yeah to use the the metaphor we just talked about like i don't do the dc where you patch everything all the time and then nobody knows what the game is supposed to be like or in this right. case the series or the the universe um but like in a fighting game like okay this character ended up messed up uh, because he was too fast. And then it's like, well, the next character, as you release new characters, like, all right, so we just need to know that, like, if we make them too fast, it kind of breaks these things. So you take the notes, you know what I mean? Like, oh, here's why we goofed it, and, you know, here are the things people didn't like about it. You don't immediately start patching everything anybody says. You're like, okay, like, you know what I mean? So in this case, don't make your next movie just super action, no story, like, super mm -hmm. traditional movie. But also, like, you know, when you move forward and you think about making Eternals 2 or another movie kind of like it you're like all right well here's here's why the things didn't work yeah, and and yeah. we kind of have a history of Marvel being able to do that right yeah like like you said Thor 2 was not great um what other ones do they have um Incredible Hulk wasn't yeah, great Incredible Hulk, well, that um Ant-Man 2 was fine there was a um, there was an Iron Man Iron Man 2 2 you know yeah, Iron I mean? Man 2 was kind of crappy Iron Man 3 people really like I really like it um what other ones Recently, they've actually done a pretty good job of sort of everyone that's come out has been pretty good. I mean, Captain Marvel, but that was... That yeah, was Captain solid. Marvel was a... Yeah, it was a solid, but it wasn't yeah. great. And so I think they, you know, we we have evidence that they just kind of, you know, it, when they misstep, 
like when they roll their ankle, they recover and keep moving as opposed to like falling on their face. So right. Hopefully right. with something like this, you know, the, they tripped a little bit, they stumbled, but you know, they don't fall. Hopefully they're just like, oh, okay. So I just need to watch out for this next time. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, so yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, Eternals. I, I, I really dug it. Sydney really dug it. Um, we were both kind of like a little bit bewildered reading the reaction on Twitter. Cause we had both muted the word or I had muted the word Eternals right. before. Um, but reading, you know, we both were on the drive home. We were both like, what? Like, I mean, I guess like, but we, we were both a little bit be- bewildered and hearing people's reactions in other podcasts and just our friends who also had seen it. Um, it, it it's kind of the first movie where like people didn't like it, but they didn't like it for personal reasons. If that makes any sense, sometimes people will be like, "Well, I didn't like it because of this and that," and I'd be like, "Well, yeah, I can see that." But this is the first one where they'll be like, "I didn't like it because they discussed these things," but I was like, "Yeah, but I thought those were the good parts, right?" Like usually, right. if you don't like a movie, I'm like, "Yeah, but I like that the, the movie." You know, that movie they you didn't like it for that part, and I didn't. I I was able to look past it, but I can recognize those errors. Whereas for this one, it's like. Yeah, but I like those parts. But uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, Eternals. Yeah, let me know when when you watch it when it comes on Disney Plus. I, I would think late late December, maybe January, February, uh, February at the latest. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna come in here and talk mad shit and just like <laughs> just to and further increase your confusion. I'll be talking about shit that didn't even happen in this movie. Like <laughs> I'll be I don't like when Angelina Jolie. Curve the bullet, and you're like, "That's wanted." What are we talking about? Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, okay. Marvel Eternals. I definitely mm-hmm. want to watch it. It's yeah. probably not something I'll go see in theaters, so I'll just be waiting for it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about mine because I have two things uh, that are basically the same. Um, which is, uh, I don't know if I said it on here or if I said it outside of the podcast last time, but uh, mm-hmm. we talked about the Uncharted movie. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I really think I've only played Uncharted 3 and 4. And I don't remember yeah, 3 that I well. Remember. And uh, so I went back and started playing uh, Uncharted, uh, the Uncharted collection. So um, I played Uncharted 1. Mm-hmm. And the couple notes I have for Uncharted 1 are, one, considering, you know, you know, a normal, a normal person would come to this prepared. Uh, but I did not. So, Uncharted 1 came out in the year... 2007? 2007. Boy, uh, another piece of information would be when the PS3 came out. But, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, it came out in 2007. Um, it looks really... Oh, the PS3 came out in 2006. So this is like a very... This is one year into the PS3's life cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a very good-looking fucking game for being... 15 years old Mm -hmm. like i was literally like huh like i had in my head first of all the menu looks like dog shit for this uncharted oh yes yes, the menu i was like oh boy like the menu came on i was like oh i'm in for like some ps2 shit all right let's let's go and i got the first screen of the first game and i was like well hold on this doesn't look that bad and so like i mean like some of it's like I think of where a lot of animation has come a long way recently in terms of like games is a lot of like motion, right? Like the, people walk more fluidly than they used to, and like you know some of their some of their old animations kind of seem like stock animations, if that makes sense. 
It's like they just like Googled like person walking and then just were like, oh, fuck it. And just threw it and like that's how that person walks. Um, but it's just a very good looking game considering, like I said, it's 15 years old at this point. Um, oh, yeah. And then even more so, well, I know you get to it in a bit, but even more so two, like when two started. Some, I don't know. Right. How, I, know you, I know you'll talk about it in a little bit, but some of the sequences in two, I was like, this? 2009? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I started one. I was like, this yeah. looks pretty good. And, you know, I I actually think, I think I'm probably higher on this game than you are. Um, I think, you know, and it also could just be because I had my expectations dampened a little bit. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I believe your words were, are, uh, were it's a video game that exists. Um, yes, it's, <laughs> it's serviceable. Like, it, it's like when you go, like, I don't know, maybe that, that's how it's on, but I don't know. Um, one, maybe I was super, maybe my, 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 my reaction was tainted by an experience I had with the, with the church where you have to, um, jump from one part of the church, like up, like, I don't know what they call it, like a high beam thing. I think the ground's on fire or something. And you have to jump from one end of the church thingy and, like, you have to catch yourself. Oh my God, I did that for, and you had to start over. Oh my gosh, I got. PTSD just thinking about it, but maybe so that's funny what in it, but maybe hated and sequence. the funniest thing is is I can point to something in two that that has happened to me and be like and I don't, I'm always like ah, maybe that's why I'm so hard on this but anyway maybe wait is it uh, a man on a train no no okay, okay. I mean All that right. fuck that guy but like oh, that's God, that has did not give me the most problems but anyways back to uncharted one I yeah. think the one thing um it, it is super basic. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah, smooth, yeah. and it's done well, but it is very basic. It is very bare bones. Here's your thing. Shoot it. Walk to the next puzzle. Do the puzzle. Right. Shoot some guys. Like, it's it's yeah. very straightforward. But yeah. um, the one thing that I think one does slightly better than two, in my opinion, is the pacing. Um, it is paced so well. Like, you get these moments of just like, holy shit, everything's going off the rails, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then it's like, it, it tapers you down and gets you to the next point without um, feeling like it's dragging or feeling like, holy shit, this is going on for forever. Um, and the other thing is, uh, I mentioned this about the Metal Gear Solid games. Uncharted also does this, which I I like kind of knew based on the third one. I don't remember the fourth one that well. Um, but mm-hmm. like... I always said the Metal Gear Solid games were like 90% tactical espionage and then like 10% magic, right? Where it's like there's a, your your solid snake, you're like climbing through a base, like setting traps and, and like, you know, uh, stealthily disposing of people. And then at some point, there's just a flaming guy on a horse, like a flaming headless sword, like horseman that's like a magical being. And you're like, what the fuck? There's a guy who can read your mind. And it's like, well, hold on. Here's the 10% magic. Uncharted seems to have done that. Like the first one, there's like zombies, like act, like mm-hmm. aggressive yeah. zombies, and it's like that's like, and they don't even try. They, they, they don't like come up with an explanation. They're just like, nah, like you're searching for a sacred treasure, and so weird shit's gonna happen sometimes. So like ninety yeah. percent of it is like action, jump from this cliff, grab a like you know gunfight, uh, barely get out of the way of a rocket launcher as a building collapses. But then it's like also. And also in two, it's like, oh, there's these, uh, what seem to be like undead warriors in Shangri-La, like, oh yeah, at the end, yeah, yeah, and so like it's, it's like the ten percent magic is like kind of a nice little, um, twist or reprieve or you know what I mean? Like it's a nice little like, oh okay, so we're not just 
taking this like just to be an action movie. You know what I mean? We're adding right, a little, right. little bit of extra in there. And and that's why I liked uh, the Tomb Raider games as well. Or what I you know I didn't really love. I, I love the first one. I didn't like two and two and three. But it's the same thing. We're like. You know, you you don't really you you fight normal dudes, and then you get to the final boss, and it's like, oh, he's got some sort of amulet. It's got magical powers. Oh shit! Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you, I mean, so you're pretty much done with two because you mentioned meeting. I am these. very very close. Um, you, you are like five minutes away from finishing it. Damn, really? I just got into <laughs> Shangri La, and I like, yeah yeah. If you I, just so, got there. You got like you know a, maybe like an hour, maybe less. This is a good segue, right? Into yeah. my, my point about two. The two things I have that are like, are dinging against Uncharted 2 for me. Mm-hmm. So the first one, they have, um, as all, as you would expect, a lot of the climbing and like, um, traversing from area to area, they've, they've seemed to have tried to give a little more freedom, um, to the player, like, oh, do you want to reach it this way? Do you want to, like, come around this side? Or, like, in areas where it's like, oh, there's, there seems to be more situations where it's like, oh, here's an open area. You need to get to the other side, clear whoever you need, you know, uh, clear the people you need to clear, kill who you need to kill. You can leave some, you can kill everybody, however you want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, I just got so instantly mad because i forgot about a thing until just now so in two i think as they try to give you more freedom they there's still too many constraints but like there's like i literally hopped onto a ledge and then Mm -hmm. like dropped eight feet Mm-hmm. If Nate, if Nathan Drake is six foot tall, which I don't know that he is, but if he's six foot tall, it was a max of nine feet, like from where his hands are to where his feet go. Like he was only falling three feet, uh-huh. right? Fell. It was like dead. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was, it's because <laughs> it doesn't want you to be in that area because once you fall, right. like once you drop in there, there's nowhere out. So like, yeah, we just kill you. And I'm like, right. but this, this is so stupid. <laughs> like, like it should not be this easy. Like. I dropped from a ledge two stairs, like three feet, mm. and it was like dead. They're like wasted Grand Theft Auto. I was like, what the fuck? So like stuff like that is just such a like stuff like that for me is always just such a like ooh, like a gut punch. Like, oh come on. Like like just don't yeah. put those things there, right? Like just don't right, right. don't let me do that and then just instantly die from something that seems ridiculous. Right. right. Another good example mm-hmm. is after you do the train sequence in the snow the second time, right? Because it starts yes. with the train sequence in the snow, and then you, you know, flashback and you, ago. yeah, yeah. You, mm-hmm. and you come back to it. As you're doing it the second time, you get to this open area with it's snowy, blizzardy. You know what I mean? Like with like six guys in it, six of mm-hmm. Lazarevich's fucking guys, just goons, just looking around for you. Yeah. And so, I killed three of them. All stealth, nobody saw me, and I climbed out of this area, and, like, I got a cutscene of, like, two people running up behind him, behind Drake, and shooting him. He's like, ugh, and he just dies. And I'm like, alright, that's a little weird. 
And so I was like, maybe, maybe I got noticed as I was climbing up because I didn't, the other three guys didn't seem to see me, but maybe I just wasn't careful enough. So I took out this next time, I took out four guys. I took out the three and then one guy who was sitting on a perch who feasibly could have seen me, right? Mm-hmm. Killed him, left two guys there, get up on the thing. And I noticed this time that the two people in the cutscene, they actually pop up out of the snow. They're like laying <laughs> and they're like, and they shoot you in the back and kill you over. Like uh-huh. there's no, there's no like you play and like try to turn around and kill them and you can't, it just is a cutscene and you die. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So I kill everybody, and then I realize the reason why this is happening is because they want me to kill, like, four waves of people in this area. Because after Mm. I kill them, more people show up from a different way than the way I was going. After I kill them, people show up from the way I was going. But, like, again, the gut punch. Like, why did you let me climb out of this area just for a cutscene of just two random people who didn't exist previously to kill me? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Just, just put a fucking thing, and again, with this game, you've done it a thousand times. Put a, a one flaming car of the train in the way, and then yeah. have a guy shoot a rocket and knock the train out of the way when I'm finally allowed to leave. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like, we yeah. can do this. You've done it before in this game. Why, like, why did you decide yeah. to fuck like, me why, like why did this, yeah, in just a specific, specific sequence. Yeah, because I remember that sequence, yeah, because the one before that... I love just how it where it like where it starts and like because I think aren't you like at a railway right you're like a railway truck and yeah. Elena's like yeah she's I, trying to get the jeep and you're just holding them off right yeah you're, you're just like oh like, yeah oh yeah and then it goes from there to through the mountains then you get crashed and yeah but I, yeah but I know what you mean I hate that yeah like it's like why do you let me do this if if you're not gonna let me either don't let me do it at all but don't like test it you know it's like why the yeah. fuck would you show me something if I couldn't have it then? exactly you know? like what the fuck um, yeah, but so, uh, yeah, and the the other thing I my only other ding on it is um this game feels like it goes on for fucking ever. Like I, I'm still having fun with it, but mm-hmm. like there are so many like <gasps> like we're we found the secret entrance, we're about to get the stone. And it's like the princess is in another castle. It's like no. oh, this was actually just uh, Marco Polo's men. They're they were actually in. The Himalayas, and it's like, all right, and then you go to the Himalayas, like, oh, this is actually just where they found the clue to go to Spain. It's like, all right, now we're going to Spain. You know what I mean? It's like, there's too many of those for me. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, we finally get to Lazarevich, and it's like, uh, and and he gets away, or like, it's just so much like. They pulling me through the like we found it and then like dropping me so often that like like you said I'm close to the end. I last night, despite being what I thought was close to the end, I was like, "Fuck, dog, this could go for like another three chapters." Like I, I, I don't know, I don't know. I was like, uh, I gotta just turn it off because if I try and play yeah. it to the end, I'm gonna be here till fucking three a.m. Like because I could get to the end. Like I'm in Shangri La now, and you could tell me like. Oh, this is actually just the entrance to Shangri-La. And here's inner Shangri-La, and I'd be like, God damn yeah. it! Like, yeah, and and that's what I thought too. Because by that point, I was like, Oh my gosh! Like, it, we're getting to the end, right? Because I figured the train where you're about to die—that's like act, end of Act Two shit. But then you have a whole other sequence. No, no, it's about halfway point. The the end of Act Two is where they attack that village. Oh, right, but right. no, the end of Act Two. Yeah, right before they attack that village, and then Act Three is the no. Wait, hold on. 
end of act two is you on the train and then the start of act three is like where you like recover and you like meet the the local people and then the climax is that village attack right Right. so whenever they're like hey you beat this tank in this town i'm like all right soon hereafter it's going to be the end because that's just kind of how stories work but then they go here's shangri la and i was like ah i was like i was like you i was like dude a whole new city we just like i i thought the story was ending now they do wrap it up relatively quickly after that. Okay. Um, and then it, the ending, I think, is fucking awesome, too. Um, back to, like, almost to the point where I was like, holy shit, this was awesome, right? So, um... The other thing, I, the other thing I will forever hate in every video game ever, and also any movie, any movie, this, any, any storytelling thing, Nate has gone through all this shit, right? He finds... One fucking random guy in a village. He's like, oh, 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 you don't know shit about this stone. Go find my old people, Schaefer or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, he goes and finds the people. He's like, oh, okay, okay. There's more to it than I thought. He comes back. The village is getting raided. Schaefer's, like, dying. And he's like, if he was willing to die for it, then maybe I am too. And I'm like, you just met this dude, like, four hours ago. What happened? <laughs> like you meet him you go find his dead crew by the time you find him again he's dying and you're like he thought the world depended on it so we're gonna we're gonna try and destroy it to save the world and i'm mm. like you just <laughs> bro i could have like you, mm. you could have just been any random fucking dude on the street that said some shit and you'd have just been mm. like we have to do it like like it, it was just such a what's that like they add so much weight to this guy that you've met this once and never again. Like, like <laughs> and I was just like, well, I mean, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but, um, it, it's still a very solid game. Um, it, overall, like I said, it's really good. Uh, I'm apparently very close to the end. Uh, I thought I was, but I wasn't sure. And, uh, you know, after that, I'll probably jump to three and then eventually four again. Um, uh, is there? Do we know if there is there a five in the works? Do we know? Or... Um, I don't think so. I think the last thing they have was that um, the I guess DLC one. I forget what it's called. Uncharted, like Lost, something maybe. Okay. I forget what it's called, but it's like a. It was a 2017 one, like a DLC slash like addendum to it, kind of like a like a Miles Morales type thing. Okay. Um, just a quick Google says it has been reported that Uncharted 5 is officially in development with Naughty Dog supervising the project. Um, with the report being new, it likely means it's still a long way off of being released, but at least fans of the series know that hopefully a next entry will show up. Um, I really hope the one thing that will be fun, uh, is because if Uncharted 5 comes out, I'm assuming you're getting it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uncharted 4's multiplayer was absolutely fantastic. I don't know what it's like now, because it's been out so long, so people probably aren't playing it much anymore. It was phenomenal. So I'm excited to play that with more people, because every time a game like this has good multiplayer, it's always like this weird thing where it's like, trying to convince people that normally just play multiplayer games, like, no, it's really good. But they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's just Uncharted. It's a story game. And it's like, no, but listen, like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it is it is a story game. But I need you to, like, I need more people to try this because it's fantastic. It's how yeah. The Last of Us multiplayer was. It's like trying to get yeah, people yeah. to play that. And it's like, but I don't really want to just play a story 
driven game. And especially because when The Last of Us came out, there was like a whole thing that's like, oh, it's just a movie. Why do you even play it? It's not a real game. It's just a movie. I was like, shut the fuck up. But like, people were like, I don't really want to just buy a movie. I'd rather... And it's like, but the multiplayer's so good. Like, just give it a shot. Um, right. Yeah. So hopefully Uncharted 5 comes out. That shit comes out. I'm, I'm going to be ready for that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So uh, that's that's uh, what I've been doing recently. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one other thing you wanted to you mentioned. Uh, um, yeah, I can skip. I can just give like a quick like two minute or a minute and a half. Uh, okay. I went to see the um, Diana uh, Princess Diana biopic uh, oh, Spencer yeah. with Kristen Stewart, um, and it was it was solid. Um, I don't know much about Princess Diana. I've never really been a big follower, so I thought the movie was lacking a little bit in terms of story. But I thought mm-hmm. the music was great. And I thought her performance was great. So I guess I would say if, if you are like a fan of The Crown or you like following the royal family, definitely check it out. Um, but if you're like me and you're, you know it's never been really your thing, then um, you can skip it. I, th- I think um, it's not really... I, I don't know. I didn't get much from it. But uh, but yeah, that's what I've been watching. Um, Eternals and Spencer. One thing that's super weird to me is that I feel like Kristen Stewart is like an actor's actor. Or an mm-hmm. act- actor's actress, actress's actress. Um, mm-hmm. Something like that. You, you get the phrase I'm going for here. Yeah. Because I feel like everyone talks about how great of an actress she is. And I'm just over here like, I mean, I don't know. Like, she did the <laughs> Twilight movies and Charlie's Angels and that didn't do great. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird because, like, I feel like she has this um, perception that she's, like, a super elite actress, right? Like, like mm-hmm. she's like, no, she can act her ass off. But yeah. like I'm, I just sit here and I look at the body of work and I'm like, are we sure? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the first thing I've seen her. That's like in a like a real like like drama, right? I saw her right. in that underwater movie, but that doesn't really require much of you. You just have to be sort of like serviceable, right? Because it was like an action horror like right. sci-fi movie, right? And then I saw her in Charlie's Angel, and that, and that movie was just like I think it was bad for everybody involved. But I think. I don't think I'd seen her in anything else. That's the thing. It's like kind of like Robert Pattinson where I hadn't seen him, you know, in his indie movies, but, um, yeah, he's another one yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he, he can act. and like his has panned out a little bit, it seems, but like, yeah. I just look at like Kristen Stewart stuff and I'm like, mm, are we sure? Like, I, I know you're telling me, but are we sure? <laughs> I mean, she was good in this. Like, what what was required of her was she was very good in this, and what was required of her was was great. But it, it's just like they, she was like, I'm doing this, right? I'm doing awesome in it. But the movie doesn't give her any more, and so I was right. like, well, you know, I can't really hook on to anything because you're awesome in it, but you're kind of going fast nowhere, right? right. You're going 100 miles per hour, but you're stuck in place because the movie isn't giving you a track to go. Right. It's like it's. Like... <laughs> It's like they talk about with like little kids are in place. Like you killed it being that tree over there. Like it's like yeah. yo, you were an amazing tree. But at the end of the day, you just fucking stood there and you didn't talk. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she like, was awesome. She's in killing it as Princess Di. But it's like, but you really only got so much room to really like yeah, show off. Wing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, all right, that's the Princess Diana movie. Um, that's mm-hmm. something my 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 wife will eventually watch for sure. She's mm-hmm. she watched uh the well. Is that the is that the Netflix one? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. She was watching that, um, so she'll probably watch this. Yeah. Um, m- moving on from that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Travis Scott is just a super responsible human being, right? Like, like we we <laughs> understand that he takes all of uh, his responsibilities very seriously. Um, mm-hmm. 
Not, not to put a whole, not, not to make fun of the situation because, um, you know, a lot of people got hurt. Some people died. But, like, yeah. Travis Scott, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, man. And so, it's yeah. It's a weird so... thing. Like, I have friends that are like, well, what was Travis Scott supposed to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like there has to be something. And then, like, I read an article that's like, oh, yeah, this is like standard fare at Travis, like, not the deaths. But this is like standard fare at Travis Scott concerts. He like yeah. constantly tells people to bum rush security. He like told apparently told a dude on a second floor balcony to jump. I'm like, well, hold on now. Like now you're just a fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. For those that, that, that haven't followed along, he Travis Scott had like his big and annual Astro World uh, music festival. Mm-hmm. Um, in Houston this past weekend, and I think yeah, you know, on it was supposed to be I think three nights or maybe two nights. It was supposed to be Friday and Saturday were supposed to be like the concert nights, um, but on Friday they had fifty thousand people in the area, and there was like a crowd swarm thing where people just cramped up too too, too much together, and people like that have cardiac arrest. And it's kind of the stuff that happens, you know, when people make the pilgrimage to Mecca at the Hajj when they walk around the Hajj. It's just people are just so cramped and they can't get out and. They just get trampled to death just because there's so many. Um, I think at the time of this recording, I think eight died and then there were hundreds injured, like you had said. Um, and yeah, I mean, just when 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 I added this topic to um, the Google Doc, I I was looking up video because videos from the Travis Scott concerts that I've been to, and um, I've been able to go to three. Um, the first one was 20, 2017. And so we were in the, in like the, the, like the, the front center, like area of like crowded mosh pit area. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, it was very small. It was a very small outdoor arena in Charlotte. And when I bought the tickets, I was like, well, I had been a fan of him since 2014, but when I bought the tickets, I was like, well, he, I don't think that many people like him. Like, I never met anybody who did. I, I, you know, I loved his music then, even then. And so I was like, you know, I'll, you know, I'll go and, and, but, and so we're down there, right? 2017. And maybe in that pit area, like the orchestral area, it's like 50 to a hundred people, but it was like crowded. Right. And so you're like trying to like constantly, they're losing, the, they're going nuts and you're constantly trying to like, you know, like make yourself big so you can like keep yourself from getting crushed. Um, and then in 2018, I went again, but this time it was at like a basketball arena. So PNC is mm-hmm. a little bit bigger, um, and it had the general admission area in the middle, but I was like, I know what's going to happen there. So I did not do that. I got seats, but, um, in the videos that I'm watching, you can see like these just crowds of people just jumping and going nuts. And, you know, people like, will, like you said, jump over the barrier and he'll grab, he'll be like, come on up. You know, he'll like get like one person that makes it through, grab them and be like, all right, now do it, jump. And they're like, motherfuckers run full speed and jump off of the stage onto the crowd and stuff and like crowd surf. Um, and then because of some fucky shit that happened, we got free tickets because they were, there was like a delay for that one. We got tickets and I went with my sister in Charlotte a couple months after that. And same thing, just like these massive crowds of people, um, you know, losing their mind and going nuts. Um, so, but, but the thing is that the scale of that is much, much smaller, right? The people that are in general admission, it's probably like a thousand or 2000. So I think even if you get a little crowded, they leave ample space behind where you can like sort of force your way out and get some air and then get back in there. Um, but for this one, it's like, you know, 50,000 people, you can't, 
walk two or three minutes or like you can't squeeze your way out of a few dozen people because right. it's a few dozen hundred people right? <laughs> right um and so i think what happened is that well he had this festival two years ago before covid mm-hmm. and i don't think i mean i'm sure people got hurt because it's an inevitability when you have that many people um did but i think say, probably, what i did read was there were issues with people like bum rushing security that year also and yeah so, like that's one of the signs where people are like, maybe, you know, you sh- if, if that's a problem for you and you know this event is only going to continue getting bigger, maybe you beef shit up a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you take yeah. some extra precautions. Um, but but anyways, continue what you were saying. Oh, yeah, just that, yeah, I'm sure it, it was, I'm trying to find, let me see if I can find a quick video that I can just shoot you over what it looked like um, so that you can get Oh, here we go. That's a boomerang, but you let me see maybe this one. Oh, here we go. I'll send you this one. And then when you get it, you can see sort of what it usually looks like. And And this is Astro World or just a regular Just concert? a regular concert. Yeah. Okay. And so Yeah, so I think what happened probably was that when you have you know, not enough people to control masses. You probably don't have the infrastructure set up because, you know, they've only been doing it for two years. Well, you know, they didn't get to do it last year because of COVID. Whereas something like Coachella has everything done and been doing it for years and years. So you know how to divide people. You know where to put them. You know how to squeeze them in. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm sure, you know, two years ago, they probably were like, well, you know, we fit 30,000 in here and everything was fine. And we love money. So let's <laughs> add 20 more thousand, right? And so right. they just did without added without really being like, well, what is that? amplify like you know are you are you not just doubling up the people are you maybe exponentially worsening things where like every time you add two more people it makes it not just two times worse it makes it four times worse and then you just add that right so um yeah i mean it's a tragedy and i don't you know i don't see this festival coming back anytime soon i think um i don't it will be interesting to see what his regular concerts are like um, because you're, you're right. I mean, the whole, the whole thing is the hype, right? Like when you go there, like the, the thing that attracts people is going nuts and jumping down and, and sort of like a, a mix between like rock and EDM and hip hop. It, it's, 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 it's a very bizarre mix, um, being in there and mm, kind of unlike any other concert I've been to. I mean, like I've been, I've been lucky to go to a Drake one and that one's more low key. You know, people just, it's like a regular concert. So th- these right. are, it's a different type. It's a different energy. So it, it'll be interesting to see what he does going forward. See, um, I kind of feel like this is could be a situation where, you know, he just kind of slides under the radar. Like, I, I think there are too many different... There are too many different threads we could pull at that I don't think anybody's going to pull at anything substantial, if that makes sense. Like, anybody that's like, Travis Scott should have fucking done better like somebody else is gonna be like well why is it travis scott like no the venue should have done more and the venue is gonna be like how the fuck are we gonna know and they're like well the promoter should have done better and then it's like well why did i think people were gonna act like savages and it's like well fuck like you know what i mean so i think right i think this is one of those things where there's there's plenty of places to throw the blame such that um i kind of feel like no one's going to eat shit you know what i mean like everyone's just going to have plausible deniability of the fact that like, Oh, it's not our fault. And, and like, it, it would not surprise me to see Astro world back next year. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, yeah, right. if this happens twice in a row, we might have a problem. But like, right. if like, I don't know that this is enough to to stop that because this train seems to have been, you know, kind of moving for a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get this like festival to be a thing that is is a big name and around year to year. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's really all I have on that. It got like. As far as like what I think Travis Scott's culpability is, like, uh, is it is it his fault directly? Probably not. But I also feel like at a certain point, like they said, like at another concert, he was like telling everyone, "There's like there's more of you than there are of them." Talking about the security, like just mm-hmm. overwhelm them or whatever. And it's like you can't do that. <laughs> yes. Like at some point we have to draw the line, right? Like you can't tell a dude on a balcony to jump to the lower area because people will catch him. Because maybe people will catch him, but if they didn't, you just told a man to jump off a balcony and die. Like at some point we have to expect a certain level of just like responsibility and common sense from the yeah. guy that's running the thing. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and that's the thing is that, well it, it's it's an interesting thing because like when when he when that happened it was he was very small he was still doing like not even like arenas not even outdoor arenas he was that was right. like a like a music hall right and so when you're that small you're like I have to make my thing right like I have to do something it's like wrestling right it's oh, like when for you sure. do when you do that small you'd be like I'm the motherfucker that gets barbed wire bats to the face right, right. and you're bleeding everywhere at the local arenas at the Greensboro mini side show and you know whatever. Yeah. And so when you get big, it's like, what do I keep with me that's, you know, still me, but then I can't bring this and be, have mass appeal, you know? Right. And that's what I always thought. You know, when, when, when he, you know, when I first heard him, it was in 2014, it's like his first mixtape, and his sound was unlike anything I'd heard before up until that point, and even his energy in concerts when I would watch it, be like, wow, this is interesting. But I remember thinking, I'm not telling people about him, or like, I, I remember not really telling a lot of people about him, or because I thought maybe his sound was maybe too unique, and I remember being like, oh, he's going on tour, and I was like, what is that even going to look like? Because his energy is not mass it's not it doesn't fit into a regular tour thing right. right somehow it has and i was like his energy is 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 not quite what you would be like i'm going on tour here are the tour dates please go to ticketmaster.com and see you know, blah, 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 right right um but somehow he made it work and so when that happened i was like wow like something's gonna give because you can't have this kind of energy at this level because it just it'll it it's it's just not it's not a feasible way to continue to do things. Right, exactly, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, is he directly responsible? In my opinion, probably not. But, like, also, like, straighten the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like a little together bit of, a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like a little, it's, you know, Live Live Nation, I'm sure, had something, but it wasn't help that he didn't do anything, but then it wasn't help that, you know, the other, the the... City gave them too many permits because they like the the money, right? So it's like it's a little bit of of fault on on everybody, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that. Uh, <laughs> the the last. Uh, yeah, maybe I was gonna ask that. Do you, yeah, so we got uh three things here. Just to, we'll just do we the, can hit one of them. Let's Which hit the one first one. It? Okay. All right. So we're at the halfway point in the NFL. 
And actually, yep. I have I have one other thing I'm going to put before because it's only a small thing that I'm going to talk about. The mm-hmm. fucking New York Knicks are like seven and three, maybe. We're yeah. seven and Bing four. Bing bong. <laughs> We're seven and four. We're getting thrashed by the Bucks right now, but mm-hmm. we beat the Bucks. I think last week, or yeah, I think it was last week, bro. Mm-hmm. The, the New York Knicks might be for real. Like we might be like <laughs> an actual like contender. Like depending uh-huh. on how the rest of the season goes, I'm uh-huh. fucking feeling pretty great about it. This is this is the best the Knicks have ever been. Like going into a season since like. I can remember, right? Like, I, yeah, I, holy shit, we can do. <laughs> yeah, I um. Oh shit, what was I gonna say? You talk about the name? Oh, I you saw that clip right from the opening night where the yes. guy says, yeah, "Right." So I last weekend I could not stop saying, "Kevin Durant, don't you wish you would have come to the Knicks?" <laughs> I just could not stop saying, "Like, don't you wish you would have come to the Knicks?" Yeah. That- that video was simultaneously like really cringe and also like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I don't know how they pulled it off. Like some of them, I'm just like okay, and then like other ones, I'm like, ah, it's fucking go. Um, so it, but either way, like it, I, this feels good for the Knicks to be at this point. And uh, where I was, the reason I brought that up is because also, you know, we're halfway through the season. Cowboys look like a real fucking deal too. This is like a very unique situation in my life where like my my NFL team and my NBA team both seem like they're going strong at the same moment. And it's weird, right? You're yeah. like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I'm just like waiting happens. for the fucking curtains to fall. Like, this is a movie, and I'm I'm an asshole. Like, like I'm the yeah. guy that's being filmed. Um, yeah. Well, re- remember, I you know I, at the start of the football season and stuff, um, telling you about like the trifecta, right? About right. how like you know. It never happens because the universe just doesn't let it happen. So, like, this past weekend, Carolina came back against number nine, Wake Forest. Huge win. The biggest win at home in 17 years. Right? right? And so then the next day, what do the Cowboys do? They just drop a massive fucking turd. And so it's like, the right? fucking Broncos. I guess the Broncos, right? So yeah. it's like, it was like, that's it? Like, that's the universe? Like, I can't yeah. have two good wins <laughs> in, in the same, right? So I feel like it's the same for you, like, right? Where it's like, I can't have the fucking... You know the Knicks are good and the Cowboys are good. Hmm, what's uh, what's the deal, right? Right, and uh, man, we just uh, the Cowboys look really good. It, we had an awful fucking game. I mean, Dak was really bad, like yeah. really, really bad. I know it, I, his numbers don't look as bad as they actually should because they, when they were up like fucking twenty, twenty whatever to nothing. You know what I mean? They, they're like whatever, and you know. Um, they just let you move down the field because they want just want time to come off the clock. So I feel yeah. like his numbers look a lot better than they really should. Um, but Dak was terrible. But um, you know, unless you're the fucking sixteen and zero Dolphins or the fucking Patriots, you know what I mean? Like uh, you just fucking every team lays an egg at some point, a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not panicking. Um, no, no, no. And and you know, it's one of those like, hey. Wake up, right? right? Like, every game's gonna be tough, right? Like, you used all your juice up for the Patriots and the Vikings, right? Everybody's like, Vikings, can we win without Dak? And, and, and then, like, this, they just slept walk through this one. Like, it's a trap game. Um, and last year, you know, the Bucks got destroyed by the um, 
I think it's the Saints, right? I think it was like 30 to something. Brady right. played like ass, right? And they went on to it, right? So it's just about, like, you're, you're totally right. I think every single time uh, uh, an NFL team has won, there's been one game where you go, huh? Right, yeah, like, what right. the fuck? Like, I, um, who was it? I think the the either the Saints or the Colts. I think it was the Saints in 09. They were, like, undefeated, and the Cowboys beat them. Right. And they still made it, you know, they still won the Super Bowl, right? And I think the Cowboys were not very good that year. So, you know, there's always, like, one game where you go, like, huh, what? But, and so hopefully it's just this one. And what makes me feel, you know, what I feel good about is, like, the whole team was, like, oh, we all played like shit. Let's wake the fuck up next week. So, fingers crossed, and we'll yeah. see how it goes. Um, but, um, you know, other t- I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pissed because the NFC is looking really good, right? The NFC has all of the best teams. And if the Cowboys were in the AFC, we'd be the number one seed. We'd be in the front, you know, we'd be driver's seat. We'd have that, you know, one week bye. But because we're in the NFC, we're looking like, I think, the fourth or fifth seed, at, or the fourth seed at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's, I think the Cardinals are still, you know, only have one loss. The Packers have two now. The Bucks have two. I forget who else has two that's on the NFC side. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. it's Man, and some of this shit is just very... Yeah, the the Packers lost to the Chiefs, which like is that a trap game or no? Like the Chiefs are not very good this year, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but like, right? But then you're like, yeah, no, like sometimes you lose to Patrick Mahomes, so it's like I don't know, like, none of it makes sense. Um, yeah, and and like, um, let me look, and so like the Cowboys this week they play four and four Atlanta. Who I'm like, are you good? Like, are you a good team? Because you lost to some shit teams and they lost to some good teams. I forget who. The Bengals beat the Ravens but then lost to the Jets. Like, And then the the Bills destroyed the Chiefs, have been destroying everybody. And I think they beat the Ravens. And then they lost to the Jaguars. So it's like, what the fuck is going on, right? So the Rams are also 7-2. So, yeah. I mean, let me see. One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are seven teams with two losses. All of them, but one, is in the NFC. Oof. Um, yeah, man, it's a uh, it's, it's it's a crazy football season. Um, the other thing, uh, have you? I don't know if you heard the reports of uh, Odell, like what teams he's considering. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah, uh, so I think he had three. Packers, it was the Packers, which which the makes Saints, sense. and the Packers make sense to me. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. you got Devontae Adams. You're just over here, just eating on whatever fucking second single coverage, yeah, yep. whatever yep. second cornerback uh, they have. The Saints was one, and then I can't remember what the third one was. The third one, oh, the Seahawks. Chiefs, maybe the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I think the, like you're right. I think the best fit Chiefs or would Seahawks. be the Packers. Either one of those yeah. still makes sense to me. Like. You have Patrick Mahomes, like from OBJ's perspective. You have, like, yes. It, looking at like I had fucking um, Baker Mayfield, who I'm like kind of shitting on now. I had Daniel Jones and Eli Manning. Like Eli Manning is not great. And Eli Manning is still the best receiver that man's had. Um, mm-hmm. I just Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson with DK Metcalf on the other side, like. The thing I don't understand is why is New Orleans on your fucking list? Right. Like, maybe if, if, if Jameis was healthy, I'd be like, that makes sense, right? Like, no. They're... No, it doesn't make sense even with Jameis. If you're telling me you were bitching about Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield, I don't think Jameis is a step up from either of them. 
But I did. Well, I, I think the defense is very good, and I think they're Michael Thomas being out. They were clearly missing like that extra umph, right? So he would come in and be the number one guy, and Sean Payton's offense with a pretty solid defense, and Jameis was playing, you know, okay, nothing too crazy. With Alvin Kamara also playing out of the backfield, um, and I think they just traded for Mark Ming- or not Mark Ingram, was it? Yeah, they traded for Mark Ingram just before yeah. <clears throat> the trade deadline. And so I think it, it, it makes sense in as much that they're just missing the one, the guy with Michael Thomas being out. Right. Um, but now with him out, the, it's like... I think it makes sense for the Saints. But I'm just like, from Odell's perspective, hmm. if you if your thing is like, I've never had a good quarterback. you know, Or like, I, I've had a good quarterback in Eli Manning, but it was also the end of his career. I've never had like a really good quarterback. And you're going to be like, I think I want Jameis on my list. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, can you? <laughs> I mean, maybe he saw Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin's stats were from when you know Jameis's last season. I think what was that, twenty eighteen? Because they put up some pretty crazy numbers, the two of them. You know, with Jameis in yeah. Atlanta, uh, in, uh, Tampa Bay. Um, but that so was also that's Bruce Arians, though, right? Yeah, well, you know, Sean Payton's as good as I would think as as good as offensive. Yeah, coaches. but I, I feel like it's Sean Payton's great. I just think Bruce Arians' offense is maybe a little more suited to just, like, bombing out and put up big numbers. You know what I mean? Um, mm. Whereas I feel like Sean Payton's offense is more like a, a smaller, like, think and dime your way up the field and hit the run every once in a while. Um, yeah. But either way, I just – I saw that and I was like, what the fuck? Like, Chiefs, Seahawks, Packers, they all make sense. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, those are all great quarterbacks – you, they're good teams. The Chiefs are the worst. Well, no, the Seahawks are the worst team of that list. But like, uh, I saw a clip with Mina Kimes, and she was saying like, you know, people were saying like the Seahawks' problem is their defense. Why would they sign OBJ? And she was like, yeah, the problem is their defense. The thing is, they can't fix that this year. So you might as well just add a weapon on the low. And you know, if it makes Russell Wilson more happy to have OBJ to throw it to, also, then like. Who mm-hmm. gives a shit? We're not fixing the defense this year anyways. So, like, that makes sense to me. It, I, I just feel like, like there's a, a very clear difference between those three and then the other team, which is a good team, but I just don't think... <laughs> I don't think if I were in OBJ's shoes, they would necessarily be on the same list. Yeah. I, I think if there's any chance I can play with Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes... I don't care what offer New Orleans gives me. Like I gotta go. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, even if, like you said, even if if it's a down year for Mahomes, which it is, you know, yeah. then you know, you're hoping that next year it's back to normal, or at least you you'll get at least get a chance to get another deal. Because I think anywhere that he goes, there will probably be a one year deal. So even if he finishes out the season, at least you can be like, well, look, I showed off. You know, like I can still yeah. do this. That's the other thing too. Let's say let's back. say the Saints are great. Let's say the Saints make it deep in the playoffs, but like it's because of their defense. And you know, Jameis's numbers are good, but they're not mm-hmm. great. Which means OBJ's numbers are going to be good, probably not great. Like at the end of that. Like, what's the? I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Like, when you go for your next deal, if you're OBJ, you want the idea that you are a basket case or a cancer to your locker room is not going to go away over the rest of this deal. So, mm-hmm. you need to prove your performance is like worth any other possible headaches. Yeah. And I don't think going to Jameis is going to give you that. Like, I just, no. I just yeah. don't. Yeah. 
Now, if Aaron Rodgers starts fucking cooking, you know what I mean, and you're just mm-hmm. out here stunting, you there's a team that's going to be like, fuck, man, he's he's like a giant asshole, uh, you know. But like, look at those numbers. <laughs> yeah, and and you know we've talked about it before. I mean, Antonio Brown is so. on a team right now. <laughs> Right, and that's what I'm saying is like I th- unless you do something truly horrific, right? Like truly like like, like Ray Rice level like, shit, or even Henry Ru- Henry, Henry Rush shit, <laughs> yeah. Um, or who else? Is somebody that actually genuinely never made it back. Uh, mm, I can I can't even think of right because it's like usually like if you right because even if you do something shit like Greg Hardy came back right like somebody gave him a chance the talent was still uh, there. Well, well uh, never mind. Okay, I was gonna say Aaron Hernandez, but that that, that went south. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Yeah, they never. Yeah, well, he was in jail, but they never. If he would have if he would have made it out, if he could still catch, you know. A ten yard curl automatically. <laughs> Maybe, somebody would have know. signed him. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's a difference between that and like a planned murder where you hit the body. But like <laughs> that might be where we draw the line. Like Dante right. Stallworth definitely ran over someone and killed him. But like got thirty days and then came back and signed. I think with the Washington with Washington. I think maybe get who after that Pats season. Yeah, Aaron Hernandez yeah. is out here convicted of murder. Like that's yeah. Like Greg Hardy. Um, Who's the, well, I know it's not the same, but like you know, guys who get repeated offenses like Josh Gordon, um, who's the other guy? Randy Gregory, right? Like these guys, as if the town's there, well, you know, and, th- and those two are, you know, they're not hurting anybody. They're just archaic rules, but was still, it, it, you know, Brandon Marshall had that had a issue for a while, right, where he was like constantly getting um, kicked out of the league, the receiver. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think as long as the talent is there and you can show Josh, you know, Josh Gordon keeps coming back. I know it's weed; it's not the same as like physical abuse, but they'll give you chances, right? right? And so I think if Odell, if he's just at a locker room thing, but, you know, he comes back and he puts up, in the back half of the season, puts up 700 yards and seven touchdowns with whatever team, some other guy, some other team, you know, in the off season is going to be like, yeah, we'll take it, right? And we'll, they'll sign him to, like, three years, 21 mil. Right. So that's why I just, I can't believe New Orleans is on the list. It, it's, it yeah. just makes so little sense. Especially, well... To the others. Yeah, in the long term, maybe, right? Because you can be like, maybe they'll, you know, maybe Jameis will pan out or they'll get some other guy. But this, the deal that has to be made that he has to make now, right. now that he's cleared waivers, the deal that he has to make now is go to a team where you're going to produce like that, right? Yeah. Trevor Simeon is not going to get that for yeah. you. Trevor What's Simeon, the other guy? And like, maybe Jameis pans out, but we also have a lot of evidence of Jameis not panning out at all. So like that's true. That's true. You know well, I mean? I mean, you know, this this year he was playing well. You know, I think his his career average, his rating was like eighty two or eighty four. But he was but... also not being required to do much. Remember, right, we talked right. about like through week five, he had like a whole like four hundred yards less than the passing leader, and it's like, how are you even like in four games? How are you like a whole game behind in yards? Right. Like, like yeah. he had two games where he's like. His first week was like five touchdowns, 170 yards. It's like, well, hold on, what the fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, so he had he played like six full games, not counting the Buccaneers one where he got hurt. One, two, three, four, five, six, six, 14 touchdowns. Okay, pretty good. 13 intercept or three interceptions. You go, okay, that's pretty good. Taking care of the ball. 102 rating. All right, solid. Only 1100 yards. So that's less than 200 yards per game. So. That's some, that's yeah. not good. Like no, I understand I, the rating may be good because he's not throwing interceptions, but like at the very least, I feel like that tells me that your coach maybe doesn't trust you. You know yeah. what I mean? Your coach is like, yeah, look, one, like you can make some passes, but I, I don't, I don't want you out here 
throwing for 300 yards. Like, I just don't. Right. Like, when we win, right. you're throwing for, and, like, 200, and it's going smooth. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder what, um, I wonder if you would have given him more leeway, because it looks, so, like, just going by week to week, right? So, it was 148, 111, 128, you go, ugh. But then you go 226, 279, 222, and you go, oh, okay, right? right? So, like, maybe he was opening up, and then the maybe. injury just fucked him up. But I don't know. I, I still like Jameis. I mean, he's only – this is only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think this is, like, a seventh or eighth season. Um, he's only 27? He's only 27. I don't know. That's a so lot of times. That's a lot of time to not show a whole lot of promise. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like, but Monty Jones talks about like Josh Allen is going to get a lot of GMs fired because people are going to look at like Josh Allen and be like, "Look, you know, a guy can turn it around and be an all star." It's like, yeah, Josh Allen's like the only time this has happened. Like, right. Josh Allen's mm-hmm. like the only time a guy went from being actually straight up bad to like Pro Bowl level talent. Like, he figured it out, but he's the only guy. Like, mm. you can't start looking at everybody else and be like, see, look, we just got to figure him out. Like, <laughs> like we've tried that for years. And that's why I just, like, the Jameis thing is, I don't know. That one, I know you're high on him. To me, like, that's just a risky proposition. Like, we have, it's and it's not like the sample size has been small either, right? Like, mm. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets, like, a few games here and there in different locations so you never really get a good grasp of what he's capable of you know what i mean like that that makes sense like maybe 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 we're just missing something and he hasn't gotten a full chance to shine you know what i mean right, right. Jameis was the undisputed starter for a long time in tampa you know what i mean like, like, there was not a quarterback controversy for sure yeah i mean yeah he was with the bucks five full seasons yeah i, I just i don't know it's a it's it's a reach, I think. Like yeah. it, maybe it'll happen, but it feels like a reach. Yeah. Um, so that's that's all I was gonna say about that. Um, did you want to touch on the other two at all, real quick? Um, no, no, no. That's like the Cardinals or Tom Brady getting an MVP, anything like that. Oh well, I mean, Tom Brady. I think somebody said I, I. I still think it's a little bit clogged in terms of MVP. I think it could be Josh Allen. It could be Lamar again. It could be. Uh, Brady. I, don't, I think I think Josh Allen's kind of knocked out because I think the Bills are not playing great. Um, the I think Kyler Murray could still. Oh yeah, Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler yeah. Murray. I know he missed this past game, but you know Kyler Murray. I, I forgot Herbert's, him. Yeah, Justin Herbert's falling off a little bit. People were talking about him. Stafford, I think, is still in there. He had one bad game. Mm-hmm. Um, some people were talking about Dak. One bad game. Yeah, it, it definitely so like, hurt them, but I don't one, know that yeah. he's out. It, yeah, right. So there's like the same no token, Tom Brady could have one bad game at any point. You know what I mean? So Yeah. He, is, he looked a little is, rough it, against the Saints, you know, when the, the Saints beat yeah. them. I think I don't think they had Jameis. Maybe that was that was the game where Jameis got hurt and they managed to pull that one off and Tom I think he had like one touchdown, two interceptions or he looked he it looked rough, right? He always he always looks rough against the Saints. So I think there there isn't a guy who is like the front runner yet there hasn't right. been like that game that guy who has like the game right usually right. kind of like with the heisman you have a, a quarterback who like you know either in week one or in week seven just p- puts up ridiculous stats i remember a couple years ago when lamar won his mvp week one he put up i think five or six touchdowns and while he maintained those numbers people always remember that moment right, right. and so i think you know he never really had a hard fall off game or a game where he was like truly shitty so i think there hasn't been that 
this season yet. Where like a guy, you know, whether it's Josh Allen, you know, puts up a ridiculous set. Like if if Josh Allen would have put up the same stats he put up against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs would actually have been good, I think he would have been the MVP. But because the Chiefs are now right. shitty, you go, well, you know, come on, anybody can put those stats up, right? Right. So I think it'll be interesting. I think. You know, there's a couple. I, I don't know what I don't know if, what the big matchups coming up, but I know the Cowboys have a huge game against the Cardinals um, in December, and it wouldn't surprise me if that's one of those games where it's like, oh, you know, you got two MVP frontrunners, you know, and right. whoever wins sort of edges out the other one. Um, and maybe there's an injury to the frontrunner. Right? I remember in 2017, it was um, it was going to be uh, um, Wentz. What's right. his first name? Carson Wentz. Wentz. Carson Wentz, yeah, he was the MVP. It was him and Tom Brady, and then he got hurt. I think the last four weeks of the season, and then Brady edged him out for that that MVP. So I think you know there's still a lot of games to be played, but right now, like if you're you know if you had to pick, I think it is Brady, just because I think he's leading the league in in passing yards at age whatever 44, 45. Yeah, um, it's definitely on roids, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Like you know how you you talked about like the the I think last year we had an episode about um you know records that are kind of insane to think about. And one of the ones was, you know, Kareem winning I think like 11 or 12 years MVPs in between right seasons, right? And that's in basketball where right. you can actually they have a chance to do that. In football, he would be, you know, if he won this year, he would be 14 years in between his MVPs. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. I mean, he's won two, you know, two more in the middle, but between his first one in 2007 and this one, and it looks like he's going to put up similar number stats, like 50 to 40, uh, you know, 45 ish to 50 touchdowns, you know, 4,400 yards with only, you know, less than 10 picks. It's like, or fewer than 10 picks. It's like, oh, dude, like, how? Right. This shit doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, that's, that's the NFL talk. Um, probably going to wrap up the episode. The one thing I do want to touch on, again, mm-hmm. back briefly. Remember I said I thought the Knicks might be for real? Mm-hmm. We were down 21 with three or four minutes left in the third quarter when I mentioned earlier we were getting drugged. We're mm-hmm. currently down by four to the Bucks with Let's six minutes go. left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> yeah, see, I, that is awesome because when they win, you go bing bong, right? But then also <laughs> when you get shit on like the or magic the magic put the final score in the but they just put bing bong period so it's the <laughs> ultimate like it, it, it goes up you know the ups and downs right you, you go yeah. all the way up you go all the way down right it's like live by the three die by three you live by the bing you die by the bong right so it's like um it'll be fun to see what, what else they do with the season but i'm glad that i'm gl- so the first time that they lost i think it was the magic who did that first Mm-hmm. I'm glad the Knicks fans and the Nick team is still using that because I want to see it go on. I want to see <laughs> the Heat, you know, on a buzzer beater. You know, Hero right. beats the Knicks on a buzzer beater or something, and they just tweet out "Bing," and then the next tweet is "Bong" or something. Like that. <laughs> right. So yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, that's the episode, guys. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm at Evercastro92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast directly at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us, differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Later. See you.